Hello and happy new year from the To The Heights podcast. This is Olivia Colombo. I'm a young Catholic changemaker and I am so excited for season two of this project where we share stories of the young people of the Catholic Church and those who minister to them. The title of the podcast, To The Heights, is a translation of the quote, Verso Le Alto, by Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati, a 24-year-old student and lover of mountain climbing who's on his way to canonization because he dedicated his life to caring for the poor and vulnerable. His catchphrase, To The Heights, serves as a prayer and a reminder for many to keep on working and achieving for the glory of God. Through my own work in ministry and media, and for today's guest, my work at Catholic TV, I've had the blessing of meeting so many young people with inspirational stories of how they are reaching to the heights. And I want to share one of those conversations with you today. Today's guest is Kelsey Cronin, our wonderful director of marketing and social media at Catholic TV. She studied journalism at BU, graduated two years ago, and now she's here with us. And without her, this podcast would not be a podcast. And not just this podcast, but the several others that make up our brand new podcast platform that Catholic TV is launching today. The name is Grexley, and maybe some of you have found your way here because of Grexley, but we will talk more about that later. So here's our conversation with Kelsey, her journey as a young adult Catholic, her advice for college and young adult women, and what it's like working in Catholic media. One more thing. Tomorrow, January 2nd, from 5.30 to 6.45 p.m., I will be recording at SLS 20 in Phoenix. If you know anyone there, or if you are at Phoenix, or at SLS in Phoenix right now, um, and you happen to be listening to a podcast, um, which would be odd, but you know, it's great. That's dedication. Um, if you are there, or you know someone who is going to be there, tomorrow, January 2nd, Thursday, um, at 5.30 I will be recording an episode of the To The Heights podcast live there um, at the Media Feed booth, which is an amazing opportunity, and we have such an exciting guest, um, and I am so, so grateful for this opportunity, so be sure to stop by. If not, that podcast will be released next Monday, so keep an eye out for that. All right, without further ado, I hope you enjoy the conversation and get inspired by Kelsey's story of reaching to the heights. here in the Catholic TV studio in Watertown, and I have a special guest today. You didn't have to travel very far to come downstairs <laughs> to here. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, yeah. So my name is Kelsey Cronin. Um, I work here at the Catholic TV Network. I am the uh, director of social media and marketing. So my office is right upstairs, and I've been working with Olivia for a little while, so. Yes, yeah. I, I think I introduced you in one of the, like, the podcast, like, blog as like the podcast producer <laughs> like I don't know unofficial title yeah. but you take care of many of the podcast things around here yes. um do you want to tell me where you're from um and where you went to school and how you ended up in Boston kind of sure yeah so I'm originally from New Jersey which is a beautiful state I live up north where there's farmland and Aww. gardens and all that good stuff um and so I came to Boston for school I went to Boston University and I majored in journalism there um, yeah, and so I graduated there in 20, oh my gosh, 2017? Yeah, 2017. Maybe, yes. No, I think I graduated in 2018. <laughs> it was 2018. Okay. Um, yeah, and then shortly after, I started working here at Catholic TV. So Very cool. Um, all right, so my kind of plan for this, and I've gathered lots of questions from the Catholic Women's Group at BC. 
um, because we have lots of questions for people or like a young adult Catholic who's a little bit older than us um, and can give us advice on like the college experience, but also like, what do we do in the scary abyss of like the real world yes. once the structure <laughs> of college is gone? Um, so I did want to ask you, did you pick BU because of the faith community or was it just kind of by chance that you ended up at a university that had that faith life? No, I did not pick it for the faith community. I actually had no idea that there was even mm -hmm. a Catholic community there, um, mostly because I was not practicing my faith before college. Um, I was raised Catholic and um, kind of went through all the sacraments and around the time of confirmation sort of rebelled pretty hard <laughs> and only made my confirmation because my parents really wanted me to. And I'm very thankful for them now <laughs> looking yeah. back. But I, yeah, I got involved with the Presbyterian Church in high school. And so I was really involved there. Mm -hmm. I had some good friends that were Presbyterian. So when I came to college, I wasn't really looking for a Catholic community. And I was only sort of like peripherally looking for a Christian community. I thought that if I found one, that would be nice, but I wasn't super yeah. set on having that. So I mainly chose Boston because I love the city and BU mm -hmm. has a great journalism program. So that's yes. how I ended up there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how did you stumble upon like the Catholic Center? Yeah. So my, my freshman year there, I got involved with crew, which is a Christian group. Um, I happened to meet a girl who was in crew and she kind of pulled me in and got me involved in a Bible study. And I really liked that. But one of my classes I was in, it was called Magic, Science, and Religion. It's this really interesting uh, freshman history class. And I had to take a history requirement, so that was the one I ended up in. Um, and there was a girl in my class named Fiona, and I saw that on her water bottle she had um, a BU Catholic Center like logo on it. So we just started talking, and I was like asking her about that, and I found out she was an ROTC. So we just start, sort of started chatting, um, and we kind of became friends throughout the, that year. And she was Catholic and she was really involved in the Catholic Center. And so she would tell me a little bit about it, but I was kind of like not super interested. Um, and then finally, at the end of the year, she invited me to we would have spaghetti suppers uh, every yes. Tuesday night at the U. <laughs> and so she invited me to one of those. And I was like, what the heck? Why not? Yeah. So I went um, and just met some awesome people, met mm -hmm. the there's a, a group of focus missionaries at BU. They were wonderful. And I was like, wow, I, I had never really met other um, Catholics who were my peers. Like, I guess in CCD growing up, you know, but not at, there was no one who was really kind of on fire for their faith. Like I yeah. saw at the Catholic Center. So she was the one who really brought me in. And mm -hmm. from there, it did not take long for me to start sort of coming around more regularly. Um, and yeah, I, I had a lot of other like intellectual questions and things I was grappling with with the faith. But Mm -hmm. found a lot of answers there at the Catholic Center. So I really yeah. owe it all to the Catholic Center <laughs> for being Catholic now. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah. Um, and that's such an awesome center. Were there any particular like events or groups? This was something that the, the BC girls were looking for. Like, was there anything that pulled you in like event wise or like mm -hmm. a particular like subgroup of the Catholic Center that drew, drew you in? Yeah. Yeah, so I think initially it was going to that spaghetti supper and just that social setting. I really liked meeting a lot of different people and people who were really interesting and cool mm -hmm. and just diverse. You know, there was people of all different interests there. And um, yeah. yeah, and so there was actually a group of women who were all also freshmen and I got to meet them pretty quickly and they were amazing and I'm still best friends with most of them um, awesome. today, which is, yeah, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. But I think those friendships were really what got me hooked because I just I think that was that was the the most attractive to me was these um, really solid like awesome friends and so um, that was kind of the subgroup I would say that got me really yeah. <laughs> in the door yeah mm -hmm. 
And from, okay, so you had this awesome community. Mm-hmm. Um, did that blossom into like a personal, like private prayer life? And how did you kind of sustain that in the craziness of college? Yeah. How did that grow? Sure. Yeah. So when I had gotten involved with the Christian group um, in the beginning of my freshman year, I had started to develop sort of a personal relationship with Jesus then. And that was something I had never really heard of was having a personal relationship. So I had already started sort of cultivating that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, freshman year was also a struggle. Like I was yes. I was struggling really hard, just like on all levels. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a challenging time. So I, I definitely felt the need. I was like, Lord, I need you. Um, yeah. And so, um, yeah, I had kind of been cultivating that. And then through through the Catholic Center, I, well, I learned what the Eucharist was. I had somehow gone my entire life thinking that it was just a symbol. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that it is, in fact, the body and blood of Christ. And I was like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> Why isn't everyone Catholic? Mm-hmm. And so that really changed things like that changed my prayer life and learning about adoration the fact mm-hmm. that I could go and like sit in front of the Lord um, and and just learning more about what the mass was so I'd say my prayer deepened a lot and it was certainly a journey it wasn't all at once but it was through um, going to different talks that the Catholic Center mm-hmm. put on and like learning more about this faith I feel like that really helped me to enter into into a deeper relationship with Jesus and and just deepen my prayer life too mm-hmm. yeah any tips for trying to like maintain a regular like prayer life um amidst like the craziness that college can be and is right right yes I forgot to answer that part (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so um I would say try if if it's possible to go to daily mass Mm, as often as you can I know some schools offer it more readily than others um you know, even though BU wasn't a Catholic school, we had it once a day. So I would try to go to that as much as I could. And um, I mean, the the power of the grace of, of the sacraments, you know, is, is so real and effective. And so doing that is just yeah. going to help you, um, you know, continue fighting the good fight amidst all of the busyness and being a, a college student. So I would say that going to daily mass as often as possible. But yeah, finding a community and having people who you can talk to about your faith so that it becomes sort of just a regular part of your vocabulary. You know, it's not yeah. it's not a separate part of your college experience. Like mm-hmm. it is, um, I mean, you, we can't separate it from who we are, um, you know, if we're living for Christ. So I think, yeah, finding friends who, who are on the same page about that um, really makes all the difference. But also, you know, be gentle with yourself. You are a student and um, that's okay. And yeah, the Lord is there for you in your stress. And, um, you know, sometimes... I think it can be easy to compare yourself and you see someone who maybe isn't in school or I don't know, someone who's just really good at time management, who's like yeah. praying rosaries and going to mass and doing all these things like all day long. And um, that's okay. Like it's going to look different for each person. But. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. Cause there definitely are that those like few people on campus who somehow figure out how to pray, like the liturgy, of the hours, a whole rosary and go to daily yeah. mass. And you're like, how, what the heck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Are you only taking like two classes or right. are you failing? No. <laughs> yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Um, I My next question actually ties into how you mentioned like it, it, the goal should be that we can't separate this like identity in Christ from the rest of us. And I feel like that's been a little bit of a struggle for me. And I know for a lot of my friends in like, we want to have secular friends and like we're part of other like academic groups and other clubs that aren't like not everything is tied to the Catholic Center or campus ministry but at the same time like we don't I don't know we don't feel like that piece of ourselves meshes with like the party scene Mm -hmm. um and navigating those sort of social settings so did you like 
partake in that? Did you find a way to mesh them together? Or did you just find that it was better to hang with the Catholic people mm. who could embrace all of you? Mm. I totally get that. Yeah, that that's a really hard thing. And I had two really, really good friends um, that I had met my freshman year who were not Christian. And I think that our, our relationship did um, suffer a little bit because I did feel like there was sort of a part of myself now that, that they I just couldn't share with them and they didn't yeah. understand. And I still tried to, certainly, but sometimes it felt like I was just trying to, like, evangelize them or I, it just it just didn't come as naturally, I think, as it used to. Um, so that's that is hard. Um, yeah. And I again, like I was very thankful to have such close friends who were Catholic and outside of those two other friends I mentioned um, I did spend most of my time with the Catholic community so I know that's not super helpful and that's something I'm still trying to figure out you know Mm -hmm. and I work here now at the Catholic TV network so I'm surrounded by other Catholic people again and that's actually something I feel like the Lord has put on my heart of like um, learning how to to be in relationship with people who don't share the faith Mm -hmm. because um, I think sometimes it can feel easier or safer just to surround yourself with like-minded people But, um, like, Christ goes to the margins. He goes everywhere. And so I've just been praying, actually, um, to just see, like, the dignity in every single person that I encounter and try to to just love them and, like, yeah, see them sort of how how Jesus would. And, yeah, yeah, again, it can be, like, there are certain levels of relationship that I think it's just impossible to go to with someone who maybe doesn't share your faith. But, Mm. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that no, was helpful. That was, yeah, no. It's hard, and I feel like I definitely had those friends freshman year that, like, I just couldn't share, like, that, like, next level of friendship with, so those friendships kind of fizzled out, yeah. which is a little bit of a shame, but I don't know, even just in clubs, like, I ran club cross-country, mm-hmm. um, which I love running, and that was great, but, like, that friend group, and I think, I think this is just the culture around college athletics, but, like, it was all drinking and all partying all the yeah. time. And I didn't make any good friendships because I didn't want to be like I ran with them and I competed with them, but I didn't spend time with them outside of that because I didn't like what they were doing outside Mm -hmm. of that. So those friendships kind of like fell away and I ended up not rejoining the team this year, which is a shame that like this like piece of ourselves like bars us from the rest of the world. But not really. It's calling us to something higher, which is better, but is also still a struggle. Right, um, right. Yeah, yeah, like I think of the saints and people thought they were crazy. You know, yes. like some of them were just like, like I, John the Baptist, like he was in yesterday's <laughs> reading. Like he's just out there in the desert wearing like camel's hair and eating locusts yeah. and just being like, God is coming, you know, and people probably yeah. thought he was like a freak, yes. <laughs> which obviously, yeah. you know, it's not always like that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, that makes sense what you're saying. If, yeah. any, if any of the listeners have any advice about that, too, yes. that'd be great. Please chime in because yeah. I would appreciate that. Um, how did you land on studying journalism? So I originally was really interested in film and TV. I, I was actually, because when I was younger, I loved Harry Potter and really just wanted to be somehow part of like making Harry Potter. Like I just was fascinated by that and like the Mm -hmm. movies specifically. And so that kind of was like, I was like, oh, I want to study film and TV and and be a cinematographer or something. Because I was always really into photography. That was a hobby of mine throughout high school um and so I went to BU kind of thinking that's what I was going to do was study film and tv and then I took a journalism elective just for fun and I had this professor who was incredible um he is a journalist for the Boston Globe and just really really interesting guy and the assignments in that class just like sparked my interest in it and I love writing and I love 
talking to people and hearing their stories. And the class also really challenged me. We had to do a lot of like man on the street interviews and just mm-hmm. going up to strangers, which also kind of terrified me. But yeah. <laughs> I met some amazing people. Like God was clearly just sort of working through that. Um, yeah. So I was like, this is cool. And I can do photojournalism specifically. That's mm-hmm. something that I kind of focused on. And um, you can, you know, there's obviously documentary um storytelling too, which is sort of like this hybrid of, of film and journalism. So I just thought there was a lot of options there. So, mm. yeah. Yes, I can relate to all of that. Yeah. <laughs> and I can also relate to the, like, I had the professor this semester that was like, just go interview people oh and like made me go talk to the mayor. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> he made me track him down. It was <laughs> ridiculous. It was at like a Catholic charities event I was volunteering at. And like the mayor was over there like handing out turkeys and I had to like <laughs> duck under a table of turkeys to go talk to oh the mayor. Oh my gosh. No, I've totally stalked people to try to get them to yes. talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, he's standing next to the cardinal and the cardinal recognizes me and like yeah I hope I don't want to bring that up with the cardinal (laughs) but it's fine um so from studying journalism how did you end up here at Catholic TV how did that what did that process look like yeah so after I graduated I was just freelancing for a while as a journalist I would write and take photos for different papers and magazines sort of in the area but I was also looking for full-time work because I realized I could not sustain sustain myself just on freelancing. Yeah. Um, and so I was applying for all different kinds of jobs. Some of them were in marketing, but had a lot of overlapping skills, um, you know, writing and design and visual, just all sort of visual arts um, types of jobs. And so um, I actually had never heard of Catholic TV, but <laughs> I was on um, a job finder one day and it just popped up. And at this point, I'd also been... Um, interviewing with Focus, uh, Mm -hmm. the missionary organization. And so they had offered me a job. And so at this point I was kind of like, I might, I might do that. And was just trying to kind of discern that. And then, yeah, like I said, this Catholic TV job opened up and I saw it and I I had no idea what Catholic TV was, but I read more about it and literally everything in the job description was what I had wanted kind of in a job to be able to write and to take photos and, um, you know, produce videos. And they also said that there was a chapel on site, an mm-hmm. opportunity for daily mass. And I was like, what the heck? That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just sent a really eager email to our HR guy. And <laughs> um, I ended up going in for an interview and it went really well and I loved it. And so um, I ended up taking this job. Yeah, that's so awesome. Um, and I don't know, I feel like it's an interesting thing that like you had a focused job, which I don't know, I feel like if I had a focused job, like offer I would be like oh my goodness it's focus I have to take yeah, it yeah yes yeah <laughs> but like you were patient and like yeah. discerning and that's beautiful yeah it was hard but yeah but I yeah. can imagine <laughs> yeah um what has been kind of your favorite part of working here I know that's a big question but like yeah. what's one of the biggest joys of being here yeah that's a good question uh okay I'm gonna say two things if okay. that's okay the first one is just daily mass. I'm sorry if that's annoying, but (laughs) (laughs) like I get to go to mass every single day before work, which is just unreal. Um, And again, like the power of the sacraments is so effective and just radical. And so I think that's such a gift. And it's, I'm like, Lord, thank you for bringing me here. Like if this is the only reason you want me to be here so that I can receive you every day, that's amazing. And like, God Mm -hmm. knows I need it. (laughs) I need Mm -hmm. you every day. Um, I'd probably be very unbearable without (laughs) that grace. So that's the best. And just meeting all of the different priests who come in for daily mass. I love that. I feel like I know every priest in this archdiocese, which is probably not true. There's like a million of them, but I've gotten to know <laughs> yeah, a lot of so them. Yeah, so many of them. Yeah. yeah. 
That is very cool. Yeah. And like extending beyond that, like all of the guests that come through oh, these exactly. doors yeah. for, I don't know, podcasts or like this is the day and stuff like that. That's yeah. awesome. And oh, there's Bishop Reed. Oh, there he oh, is. Yep. And and Olivia Colombo, obviously. Aww. That's one of my other favorite things. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, well, okay, I'm going to say three things now. Okay. One of them, the, the second one is, like you said, just meeting all of the guests um, who come in. And then the third is just the sort of creative freedom that I have. People mm-hmm. are just like, yeah, if you have an idea, go for it. You can make this. Yeah. Um, you know, you can make a podcast. Sure. Um, so that, <laughs> that's been really, really fun. I feel like I've gotten to exercise all of the different creative Mm-hmm. reflexes so. yeah yeah and I would echo that for sure like I don't know most of the things that I've done here have been like a text to Bishop Reed like hey what do you think like the podcast like about a year ago I texted him and was like so I have this idea what do you think about me starting a podcast and I had no intentions of it being a Catholic TV thing mm-hmm. um I mean maybe that would be cool but like I was just like as another person in Catholic media what do you think um and he was like, yeah, and we'll host it. <laughs> yeah. And then it started. <laughs> it's um, pretty awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. What, um, so kind of another big question, but what was one of the biggest transitions from kind of college to like the real working world? Um, and what advice do you kind of have for us young mm-hmm. Catholic women who are looking forward to that transition? Yeah, sure. I think the biggest transition was not having or I should say having a regular schedule. So every single day having um, a nine to five job. And in college, obviously your days are kind of always different. You have classes yeah. at all different times. And then in the in the in-between, you're um, hanging out with friends or doing work or doing clubs. And there's there's a beauty to that. I mean, to be, it's, it's sort of this time where you can just be free and, and like mm-hmm. schedule uh, what you want <laughs> when you want. And um yeah, that was I, I. That was something that was I loved about college, and and the fact that you're living with all of your friends, you can see people sort of whenever yeah. you want to, um, and that was a big change going from that to yeah, working a nine to five. Mm-hmm. And um, thankfully, I, I get to live with an awesome roommate. She's one of my best friends, and we went to college together. And mm-hmm. so um, I still have the joy of you know living with with someone that I yeah. love, and and we have always have fun together. But you know, we both get up and we go to work, and so I think sometimes that can be a little bit. It can start to feel a little bit monotonous or. Yeah even mundane. Um, and that was definitely hard at first, but I think just recognizing, okay, this is a new season of life. And I'm so thankful for that time in college and the way that it has helped me to grow and Mm -hmm. built me up. But I know I'm learning new things here and sort of being okay with the ordinary and the day to day and, and finding God in that. Um, I mean, anything can be an adventure if you have the eyes to see it, including, you know, that, that day to day, work schedule so that's something that I would say you know be prepared for that because because your life is going to be at least the schedule of your life is going to be different than it was in college true yeah that's good advice um I guess that makes me grateful for grateful for the current season but also like yeah ready and like not ready yet though for the next season yeah yeah enjoy every second of it it's it's so awesome yeah Um, and yeah and I mean another great part about not being in college is not having to do homework you can Mm. like come home and and relax and read a book for pleasure (laughs) or hang out with friends and you know you're not both studying for your exam so Mm -hmm. that's another cool thing but yeah yeah I guess that's probably dependent on the job but like I am looking Mm. forward to that but like I feel like in college there's always something more that you could be doing so Mm -hmm. even like when you've turned in that paper and finished the assignment like you could be studying more or you could be like getting ahead like it never ends except for like the two breaks a year yeah um 
but like I guess it does end and like depending on the job you can leave it at work and yeah yeah right so I guess that's where the people who like pray the liturgy the hours the rosary and go yeah. to daily mass that's, that's where they find the time <laughs> yes exactly yeah. maybe they just schedule their classes in nine to five blocks yeah I don't know <laughs> have yet to figure that one out but all right so I have a couple of questions that I collected that were good questions so I collected them word for word from um bc people also from other podcasts yes of similar age that you've met <laughs> um all right so i have three of them okay and the first one is how do you navigate being a young adult catholic in a secular world especially if you were to live in an area that doesn't have a strong adult catholic community um and she wants practical answers not vague answers oh <laughs> i know yeah it's so easy to give vague answers yes. but yeah, yeah no we need practicals mm-hmm. um okay i will say like as a disclaimer I somehow all of my my friends from college and the Catholic community we had there like all stuck around Boston Mm -hmm. so I have like an amazing group of friends here um and have gotten plugged into the young adult group at my parish St. Mary's in Brookline and that has just been so solid so I I really like have been so blessed with community and have not really had that experience of of being in a new place and not having it um so I'm sorry like I can't (laughs) I don't know if I can give practicals other than yeah like finding a community and if there is not one like starting create it um because yeah I know at St. Mary's uh our new pastor father Jonathan when he came in there was no young adult group and it was um one of my friends who really wanted to start something and so she went to father Jonathan and he was all for it and he's he's been so great and has just um I mean now there's there's like 30 or 40 you know active young adults in the community which is great um yeah but I would say too I mean I guess just don't be afraid to introduce yourself to people and that's something I'm trying to do too is is meet new people and other people at the parish um and the other young adults not just you know friends that I know from college Mm -hmm. um yeah, so I'm sorry. That's really not a helpful question. And I work at Catholic TV, like I said, so I feel like I'm <laughs> surrounded by Catholics all the time. True. Yeah, but I don't know. But, like, if it doesn't already exist, like, create it, which yeah. stinks that, like, it has to be that way, that, like, if you're already, like, struggling to find community, that you have to be the one to, like, come up with the courage and strength to create it. Um, but somebody has to do it. Like, that's what saints are made of right. a little bit. Yeah. Um, that's so yeah. true. Yeah, and it, it does kind of stink. That like Boston has so many young adult Catholic groups that are so amazing, but like yeah. the second you get a little bit out of the city, like that just drops yeah. off really fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess we need courageous people to start those things. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. Definitely. Um, all right. Once you leave, oh, this is kind of similar. <laughs> Once you leave the semi-structured environment of a Catholic center or campus ministry um, at college, how do you carve out your own faith communities while working? All right. So kind of the same question, but like, (laughs) how do you do that while working a nine to five? How does that, what does that look like for someone who's never worked a nine to five? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's more just um, sort of all of the, all of the community and the um, talks and, you know, whatever, whatever other like faith events happen just in the evening time. (laughs) So um, I know like our our parish has adoration on Wednesday nights. So I'll go to that after work. Um, We have a women's group that meets on Tuesday nights. So again, that's another thing we we meet at seven Mm o'clock. So I think it's, it's really just that it's like the same. I I, um, go to a lot of the same sort of activities, Bible studies and women's groups. And, you know, we have, yeah, again, different talks like theology on tap um, and they just happen in the evening. So you have to 
you have to, I guess, almost manage your schedule a little bit better because there's like that one time that you you get to go and do that. Um, yeah. Whereas I don't know in college, I felt like there was stuff happening sort of all the time mm-hmm. that you could go to. Um, so yeah, just making making time for it in the evenings or or just like in terms of personal prayer, um, I really like to make time for that in the morning before work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in college, I would go to mass at, at noon in the middle of the day and kind of pray around that time. But obviously, I'm at work during that time now, so. Um, kind of making those mornings and evenings like sacred times Um, yeah I like that's helpful yeah yeah (laughs) the theology on tap thing I was just joking with someone the other day you know how often I get invited to theology on taps and like I you oh shoot (laughs) darn it so that's something to look forward to as well exactly yeah an unexpected thing but yeah um what is the best way that you try to maintain your faith and prayer life through college also feel like we might have answered that one Hmm. but what's the best way yeah the best way daily Um, mass yeah Uh, daily mass and and solid friendships with people Mm. who are striving to be saints also yes yeah Yeah. with people who are reaching to the heights amen Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) yeah all right so a little bit of a transition um before we kind of wrap up so we have something kind of exciting happening at catholic tv um and this podcast is going to drop on january 1st so that means that something else dropped that day. Would you yes. like to tell us all about that? Yes, absolutely. So today we launched Correxly, which is a brand new division of Catholic TV devoted solely to podcasting. So um, we're going to have eight podcasts. Um, to the Heights will be one of those podcasts that will be um, launching today. And yeah, basically it's um, just a way to offer uh, content that's a little bit different from what we normally offer on Catholic TV hence the new name, Grexley, and we have a whole new website where you can find us. Um, yeah, and so we're going to have, it'll be To the Heights. We have another podcast called St. Dymphna's Playbook, which yes. is hosted by Tommy Tai, who I know mm-hmm. has been on To the Heights before. Yes. And it's all about mental health and wellness, uh, which is an incredible podcast. He had season one, yes. um, and then we'll be having season two on Grexley. We have another podcast called Never a Dull Movie that is hosted by Father Chip Hines and then Brian Swift of Catholic TV. And that's all about uh, film reviews. They talk about cinema, different Catholic themes in the movies and, you know, everything in between. Um, We're having a podcast hosted by Jay Fadden and Kevin Nelson, (laughs) who are (laughs) Jay Fadden is our general manager at Catholic TV and Kevin Nelson's our executive producer. And they always crack each other up on television on our live talk show so they thought why not record this as a podcast Mm -hmm. um so they sit down and just have ridiculous conversations i'm excited to hear them i haven't heard heard them yet um we have another one called paper cranes which is hosted by alexis grace of catholic tv and that is we just she's having different guests come on and just share an interesting story it can be about anything um but yeah kind of stories of hope and inspiration and yeah just ordinary people telling extraordinary stories and then Let Us Pray, which is just all of the prayers of Catholic TV. So over the years, we've recorded rosaries and chaplets and things. Uh, Bishop Rita's recorded them for TV. So that'll be available as a Pray on the Go podcast. So mm-hmm. that'll be good for, like, driving or cooking dinner. I know I like to listen to the rosary when I'm doing those things. Mm-hmm. So we'll have those prayers. Then I'm co-hosting a podcast called Daughters with five of my other friends, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited about, too. Um, we just talk about different truths of the faith and then kind of what it's like to live that out in our daily lives and yeah. the struggles and the joy and all of that. And then we're also having one that is um, an exclusive podcast for patrons, and that'll be hosted by a creative director 
um, yeah, so we're really excited to have to offer all of these these podcasts to you. Um, and yeah, 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 no, it's so exciting. Um, do you want to tell us? So Grexley is kind of a little bit of an odd name. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the the logic behind that? Yes. So Grex is actually the Latin word for flock. Um, but it also is a horticultural term that um, is, so it's an orchid that has two different parents, so parents of different lineage. Um, so we thought that was kind of cool, a little bit of a nod to the little flower, mm. St. Therese, who's our patroness of Catholic TV, and then obviously the flock, um, you know, we're all members of, of the flock. So we thought that was kind of a cool um dual meaning there and then we just added the ly because we thought it sounded cool yes. <laughs> to make a new word so yeah the word does not exist um but we have created it and it does now it does now and it's on a lot of stickers yes. so <laughs> um so how can people listen to it how can people get involved in it and all that good stuff yeah so you can find us at www.grexley.com and there you'll be able to listen to all of the podcasts you'll be able to learn a little bit about the hosts um, and then you can also uh, check us out on Patreon. So that is where um, listeners can support us if they feel called to to donate each month. And there's some cool benefits you get. There's different levels of support and we will send you um, some free swag and you'll get behind the scenes access. And you'll also get access to the Grex cast, which I had mentioned earlier. It's that exclusive podcast that's kind of just a behind the scenes of what's going on with Grexley, extra interviews, things like that. So that is at patreon.com slash grexley um and you can support us there yeah that makes me it makes me feel so official i love this <laughs> you are very official you're officially thank part you. of grexley thank yes. you and speaking of other official things so mm -hmm. this podcast will go out on january 1st grexley will drop the same day mm -hmm. on january 2nd if you happen to be at sls 20 this year's focus conference um tomorrow we are recording an episode with a soon to be announced guest maybe it will be announced by that point but uh <laughs> we'll get on that um at okay so it's january 2nd at 5 30 to 6 45 at the media feed booth um we'll be recording a live podcast so we would love for you guys to join us which would be awesome it's gonna be awesome yes i'm so excited for that um and then if you're not at sls which is probably the majority of the population even though there are like twenty thousand people who go um I don't know. It'll be the next Monday, whatever the date of that is. And then after that, we'll resume um, releasing podcasts every Monday, just like we did last season, um, which will be great. Yeah. All right. Anything else Grexley related? I'm trying to think. I think I hit it all. Yeah. yeah. Grexley.com. You can find all of our podcasts on there. Um, Grexley.com or uh, Patreon.com slash Grexley if you're interested in checking that out. But yeah, yeah, we're really excited about mm -hmm. it. So we hope that you enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. And all those links will be in the show notes and I'm sure we'll share them on social media, on Catholic TV, social media and to the Heights CTV. All right. So are you ready for the way that we end podcasts? Yes. You I'm get sure. to be a speed round um, participant after listening it. to many, many yes. of them. <laughs> you get to participate in it. I'm ready. All right. So what is your favorite book of the Bible? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Song of Songs. Mm, that's good. Yes. That's a unique one. I don't mm -hmm. think we've gotten that one before. Um, another tough one. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, but what is your favorite book in general? Okay. Or maybe currently. Okay. I just finished Till We Have Faces by C.S. Lewis, and yes. it was incredible. 
Um, but I also just finished All the Light We Cannot See, which is a beautiful novel that takes place during World War II, and it's told from two different perspectives, um, a young Parisian girl and then a young German boy, and their paths eventually cross, and that is just such a beautiful story. It's, it's a masterpiece. Like, I'm just, I finished reading it, and I was like, that's amazing. I need to tell everyone to read it, so. Yes. Okay, if I, I want to read two. both of those. Because yes. Till We Have Faces, I, like, made a note that I was going to read it I think last year at Seek, the other focus conference, because okay. Sister Miriam James talks about it all yes, the time. Yes. And she talked about it in her keynote. And I was like, okay, I need to read that. And it's been at the top of my reading list. But yes. you know how much time college students <laughs> yeah. have to read for fun? Very little. Very little. Yeah. Um, but also, side note from the quick questions, because they're never quick. <laughs> um, we are working on compiling a list of all of the books that people have recommended on the podcast. And Kelsey and I were thinking about reading all of those books and then creating a podcast so if any listener has the uh i don't know like courage stamina <laughs> time um to read all of those books and wanted to like call in or something about what they thought about all the books we're putting that out there too yes so that's something to look forward to if i ever finish all of those books <laughs> will it happen at some point will it happen before i graduate i don't know time will tell yes um what's your favorite show on catholic tv if you had to pick one. Oh, oh repentance admit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it cracks me up. Yep. I had I had someone's grandmother the other day tell me that she loves repentance admit. No way. That she watches the mass, the rosary, this is the day, and repentance admit, which I thought for like it's a show for Catholic millennials. Yeah. I think that's the first person of that age group that I've come across who watches Repentance Submit and loves it that much. But also didn't know that the show was like I mentioned Catholic Twitter and she didn't know what that was. But that's you know awesome. you watch repentance of it and I love that. That's so a lot. great. Um, <laughs> we're happy to hear that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What is your favorite place that you have traveled? Mm. Assisi in Italy. Ooh, mm. I did not know that you've been there. Yes. That is amazing. Yeah, I was there for 24 hours with my family and it was gorgeous. Yeah, it's so cool. It's a holy place. Yes. <laughs> St. Francis is my confirmation saint. Oh, Fun no fact. way. Yes. You got to go, Olivia. It's mm. awesome. At some point, study abroad. Yes. Maybe. Um, I already asked you what your favorite part of your job is. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite form of prayer or way to pray or your favorite prayer? Okay. Um, Any of that. <laughs> okay. Those are, those are good. Favorite. Um, adoration is my favorite way to pray. Um, my favorite prayer is the prayer of abandonment. Uh, I forget who it's by. It's by a priest, but Ooh. I can tell you and you can put it in the notes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like how that sounds. Um, <laughs> Uh, if you could meet any pope, who would it be? John Paul II. I know probably everyone says that, but... Honestly, not as many as you would think. Most really? people say, like, St. Peter. Okay. I would a... not have thought. I would be yeah. like, yeah, JP2, hands down. Yeah. Um, and then you have Steve and Tommy, who... I think Tommy might have said JP2, but Steve definitely gave some random middle age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're all awesome, but I just... I you know, we hear the most about JP too. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking recently, like, I cannot wait to meet him in heaven, yes. like, God willing, you know, mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I want to give him a hug. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the exciting thought every once in a while that, like, that, that isn't just, like, a fantasy and, like, a nice thought, that that is an actual reality. That, like, who I am now will, in a purified state, will hopefully actually meet these people. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's so it's so real. Yeah, yeah it's like a concrete thing, not <laughs> yeah. just like this like nice Catholic. Oh. Right. Yeah. Right. I know sometimes that hits you and you're like, wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> That's real. It's my destiny. Yeah. On that note, though, if you could be BFFs with any one saint, who would you pick? <gasps> oh, my gosh. It's such a hard <laughs> Who else do you want to meet? <laughs> oh, OK. Well, oh, man. I know. Let me just go through <laughs> yes, my list right now. Go for now. it. BFFs. I mean, that's different than just meeting. This would be like oh, a long-term yes. friendship True. or doing life together. So, yeah. okay. Eternal life together. Eternal life <laughs> together. Hopefully with all of them. Um, okay. I'm kind of surprised that I'm saying this, but I think St. Paul, actually. Mm. Um, yeah. he. I've just been uh, reading more of his letters, and he's just awesome. Uh, yeah. I would love to, to have him in my life to just yeah. encourage me in this race. I feel like he would... He would not let me slack. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very Pauline answer. The daughters of St. Paul would be proud. Yes. <laughs> Anyone else? I mean, I could give you my St. Squad, which mm. would be St. <laughs> Therese, um, John Paul II, Maria Gretti, Maximilian oh. Colby. Yeah. That's a solid that squad be, right yeah, there. That'd be my squad. <laughs> yes. I like that. So, I can relate. Um, all right. You, you successfully completed Catholic Quick Questions. Woo, <laughs> <Yes>. Nice. <laughs> um, all right. Are there any other parting words of advice that you would like to give to young people in general um, before we wrap it up? Uh, yeah, just like don't forget who you are. You know, mm-hmm. the world's going to tell you to be so many different things. But um, yeah, John Paul II had this quote and he was addressing um, some people who were under like communist rule and he was like you are not a cog in the machine like they're gonna Mm -hmm. tell you um this is who you are but let me remind you who you really are it's like no you are you are a son and a daughter of of christ so don't forget that don't settle for anything less yeah oh that's beautiful i like that all right awesome it has been so good to talk to you um and to have you in the recording studio with me yes um, which is so (laughs) exciting so we will talk to you guys on monday with an episode from sls live thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the to the heights podcast our first one on the new grexley platform again it is grexley.com which is g-r-e-x-l-y.com to find all the podcasts and it's patreon.com slash grexley if you feel called to support this new project a big thank you to kelsey for being on the podcast and for making season one of to the heights possible and for all the work she's done and getting Grexley up and running. Um, Thank you so much, Kelsey. We all love you so much. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening in on Kelsey's story, and I hope you have some takeaways to apply to your own journey with the Lord in reaching to the heights. Remember that the SLS recording is happening tomorrow, but if you are not there, be sure to tune in next Monday to hear that super exciting guest. But until then, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at to the heights CTV or find me at oliviarose underscore art or oliviaroseart.com. Talk to you next week and keep on reaching to the heights. <laughs>